breakfast with Bob. Oh, welcome to Breakfast with Bob. My name is Bob Babbitt. We're brought to you by the PTO, the Pro Triathletes Organization, by Amp Human, by Velo Fix, the world's coolest mobile bike shops, by Normatech, by Form Goggles, by UCAN, and by our Challenged Athletes Foundation. But nothing better than hearing Poncho Man brings us back to being in Kona for our uh, annual excursion there. Our next guest, one of my favorite people on the planet, he is uh, we're talking an Olympic rower, we're talking professional bike racer, we're talking winner of Ironman Italy, we're talking guy who finished fifth in Kona last year, and he's back racing for Team Ineos, Mr. Cam Worth. Cam, how you doing, bud? Hey, Bob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's that, that intro. I, I love coming on your show. It makes me feel really good about myself because my intro, you know, seems to sort of sound better and better every time I come on. It's it's really great. Hopefully, we can keep that up for a few years. <laughs> you keep wearing stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good way to improve my introduction for, for the show. So, yeah. So, I don't know how many other people, just in the last few months, you, you win – Ironman Italy, you get fifth in Kona, do an ITU race, right? You raced ITU. You sort of forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was a good experience. I got absolutely belted. It was, uh, it was a great, it was amazing energy. I mean, the energy of the, the race just leading up to it, the athletes, I mean, such high octane. And uh, I'd been warned, um, but uh, nothing can prepare you for it until you're actually in it. Uh, and um, yeah, it was great. I love the experience and uh, uh, certainly made me hungry to go back and, and do better next time. So how hard was, I mean, you, obviously you train to go 112 miles on the bike and, and run a marathon and getting out with those guys, getting out with the ITU guys and just going full gas. How hard was that? I, I wouldn't really say that I, I found out because I got dropped quite well. I, I love 800 meters in the swim before they dropped me. And unfortunately, when I did drop off the pack, which we were surprised that I survived that long. But what then was the biggest shock was how much time I lost once I was dropped. You know, I lost a you know, minute and a half, two minutes in, in 800 meters. I mean, they're just flying and I can fight. And it, it probably shows highlights. I am actually a pretty good racer. And in Ironman... Yeah. That's why I've been pretty competitive in the swim because I can hang in there and hang in there and then really make the most of that draft. But in this, once they got the gap, they were just gone and I, you know, never got back in the race. You know, it was absolutely everything I had to um, stay on the lead lap on the bike and then uh, not get lapped on the run. I was just, uh, it was a, for me, it was a real achievement to, uh, to actually finish and not get pulled out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it was, yeah. I definitely knew exactly where that was, and and there was only one spot left when I got back in there off the bike. So, but um, no, it wasn't quite bad. But you know, the thing is, in re in retrospect, but I mean, it turned. We didn't have a, a choice. You know, I needed to do a race, and that was sort of the timing of it. I had to was focused on Kona and got through that, and then tried to reset. I mean, it's sort of like the worst possible time to try and you know change change your um, muscle makeup i guess as far as a race goes you know a few weeks after well i'd done two ironmans uh, at a reasonably high level and um there's obviously an element of fatigue to that and 
and fast twitch muscles is is the last thing that's gonna that's gonna come back. So uh, I probably didn't give myself too many chances to do well, um, and that's why. But I learned so much just from being there, and I just I'm a huge fan of sport, as you know. I love competing; doesn't really matter. And um, it was just a real privilege to even be there and uh, and see those guys at top level. You know, I mean, the Americans, of course dominated you know first and second and uh they might they were, it might have been top three um it was um it was really impressive so uh yeah no i'll i'll, I'll have another crack and and the olympics have been postponed bob so you know people certainly got, so, yeah. yeah they certainly made fun of me and you know had a bit of a joke and a laugh but you never know who might have the last laugh we'll see what happens yeah. next year well especially if you end up doing ironman world championship the Tour de France and <laughs> the Olympics. Now, yeah. so talk about that. All of a sudden, you're back bike racing again. You come off of the, your best finish ever in Kona. And then when did the decision come that, you know what, I'm going to jump back into being a pro cyclist again? Yeah, well, uh, it, was that, it was sort of a bit of a, you know, circumstance of, of, of events after Kona. Um, I was actually... You know, I've been obviously involved with the team a lot over the last few years, um, and they've obviously looked after me, you know, with all my contracts and everything else. And Dave Brailsford, you know, the last couple of years, there's been a lot of chopping and changing at the team, you know, with, with Sky leaving and then obviously Ineos starting and, and that, that program developing. And, and Dave um, Brailsford, after, you know, at the end of this year, he, he had a sort of a look at it and what my role had been in amongst the guys. I've obviously become more integrated in the team. And uh, in December, they have a whole team camp. It's the only time of the year where every rider is at the camp. And, and I'd never been to that one before. I'd been to a lot of individual ones with G. As you know, I was in LA with G. I've been the years and um, obviously a lot with Froomey and so forth. And and Dave asked me to go to the camp with the entire team in December. And um, I guess it was probably just to sort of see how I actually fit in with everyone. And yeah, I mean, it was just like it had been on all the small camps. You know, I'd, I'd sort of knew all the guys anyway, uh, individually. And I fit in I fit in quite well with the team. And on the last day, Dave and I sat down and they actually had a full roster. They had 30 riders at that moment. and um, And we just sort of discussed the possibility that down the road, it was probably looking like more like next year um, of me, you know, having a taking a sort of a, a substitute role in the team. In that, I'd always be on call. You know, I, I spend so much time around the team. I fit in well with the guys, and so when they arrive short, you know, for a race, instead of having to call in someone that's already got a predetermined program, they could just call me in to fill that gap, and it doesn't have that trickle-on effect of affecting other riders, you know, through the roster. And um, and we sort of left it at that, you know. It was great. I was, you know, focused on Kona again this year, and and obviously racing Ironman and um, and triathlon in general, and and left. And then yeah, we was in LA at the training camp in January, and I uh, got a phone call uh, second week of January, third week of January, saying one of the riders was had decided to stop, and we got a free spot, and we'd you know we'd like you to take it and 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 take up that role, and uh, and we got a race next week. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and if you're in Australia next week, um, so um, yeah. And so I rang you. I remember ringing you, and we were trying to get medical tests and everything done. And it was just such a rush. And in the end, it was it was actually just a bit easier to get to Australia and 
and be able to, you know, get it done there just as far as timing wise goes, because of, you know, you lose two days traveling. It was, it was, if we, if we'd done all the tests there down in San Diego, as we planned it all, but then got some tests and then they needed to be redone or whatever, we'd, we would have lost some days. So I didn't have that time to, 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 to mess around. So we, I jumped on the plane, got to Australia, had all the, the heart studies and, and everything, the blood, blood exams and, and, um, yeah, fortunately, I found out I was healthy. And uh, a professional cycling license, and um, next thing yeah. you know, now I'm then I'm next in back in the peloton. Yeah, so it was great. And you hadn't raced what five years? Uh, I hadn't raced at the World Tour, yeah, for five and a half years. Yeah, the last <laughs> race I had was 2014, uh, October 14 in China, of all, uh, incidentally. So, Which doesn't uh, exist anymore, right? That event's gone. Even on Tour of Beijing, that's discontinued. And the race I started, it was a World Tour race, the Cadell Evans race, didn't exist either <laughs> when I was racing. So <laughs> all the guys would say, oh, you've done this one before. I was like, boys, this wasn't even a race when <laughs> I was around. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're feeling like the old guy. Oh, my God. I, I felt definitely like the old guy. It was... Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, but you know, I, I, I mean, yes, you know, I love sport and I love the NFL. Was following the playoffs, and the best story from the playoffs was the was that quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, who um, he started the season as a as an analyst with ESPN, and then he uh, and then he was coaching a high school football team, and then all of a sudden he's playing in the playoffs and nearly got them through to the you know the the championship game. So uh, it was. Um, yeah, you just never say never, do you? Like, uh, you just never know when it's going to So you're used to doing, you've been a triathlete for the last number of years, getting up at 3 in the morning to go to races, and now these these events start at 11, and you can actually eat breakfast beforehand. And what was it? Before no, there was actually a pool at the hotel. Uh, there was a 25-meter pool, and we were, or everyone was there that whole week because they'd been in yeah. the tour down under the week before and they'd all flown across to Melbourne and they'd been training at this hotel. And uh, and Richie and I, for the last three days, had been swimming in the afternoons. But race day, we went swimming that morning. <laughs> you swam before the race? Yeah, with Richie, yeah. And then didn't you run afterwards? Yeah, then I um, <laughs> after this, um, yeah, I did the race. And then uh, afterwards, the plan was, or the deal was, if I did race with the team that, if it was possible, at the end of a one-day race or the end of a stage race, I had to run a minimum half marathon, more if possible. And uh, conveniently, the finish of the race was about 22K from the hotel. So all the other guys rode their bikes and I, I set off on foot. Um, but I got lost and I ended up running 30K. Laughing <laughs> their butts off when you got there. Yeah, it definitely broke the ice and... Um, you know, it was sort of, I guess, put dispelled any doubts as to what the what the objective was. You know, you know, the objective is 100% to 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 try and continue to you know win Kona. My quest to win Kona. I mean, it's what I dream of doing. It's it's what gets me up every morning. And um, and and this this is a way that I can you know be of service to the team, be 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 of use to the team. Um, and but also you know the that level of intensity and uh, the high you know the the high power spikes and that different physiology required to race a push bike will help me, you know, whatever, all these things in the past have helped me do Ironman, obviously, because I don't come from a triathlon background. So going back and topping up on that, 
we haven't also we also haven't ruled out rowing you know so uh, <laughs> wait 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 what are you thinking about rowing again we were we there was a there tim kerrison had a crazy idea that he feels like rowan dennis and i are very similar body types and we probably go very well in a double skull together so you know paris olympics you never know you never know <laughs> so when you get it's it's fascinating because when you go and you're you go to back to australia and you're training as a pro cyclist again when yeah. you came back after that and got back in your triathlon training you were running better than ever yeah oh man when i got back to la i felt amazing i went out because I've spent the last few years, you and and generally I've been leading the races until I'm not leading the races, you know. Right. So I've really been quite good control of what's going on. And when I get passed on the run, I'm not at a level of running yet where I'm able to react to some of the best runners in the world. I'm obviously improving that, but I'm still not quite there. So I'm largely within myself, you know, all the races and it was in a bike race, you have to go as fast as the person at the front or the person in front of you. I mean, you can't just let them go and decide to chase them back later. And so you really open yourself up. And it was a big challenge mentally because mentally I say to myself, no, go easy, you'll blow up. But then you realize it's like in the swim. If you get dropped and you lose that wheel or you lose the feet, that gap becomes huge and it's game over. So, you know, you have to suffer. So reminding myself what that pain was really all about has been a huge advantage to my to the rest of my training both swimming and running you know i just don't feel the fatigue of um of some higher powered efforts like i have been in the past few years so that's really really exciting obviously you know there's been a bit of a a spanner thrown in the works now with without any racing going on at all but uh i'm really looking forward to whenever it is getting a good block of bike racing in and um, and then using that in my to, to, to improve my training for, for Ironman and then and then seeing how that translates into racing. It's it's really fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm quite lucky I've got a, a unique, I guess, uh, physiology. The race at Ironman Italy, and you go, you know, 46.39 for the swim and 409.30 for the bike, 245.02, 746.54. That's like the perfect race. What did you take away from that? Because uh, when you finally put everything together or all the pieces fit, you've got, you got to come away thinking, okay, I get it now. Now I know what the perfect day is. Yeah, I was disappointed in myself for not realizing how quick I was going and trying to break the world record. You know, I got through the run and uh, I mean, you saw I was certainly within myself. And, I, uh, you know, I think I remember seeing it was said I was sort of a – headed for a 245 i just figured my run my clock was wrong or i'd started late or whatever I, I didn't believe it it wasn't until i crossed the line or saw the finish banner that i realized i was actually on 746 pace i mean um yeah it was something that didn't <laughs> didn't really i had i certainly didn't expect so um yeah i mean i i, I knew i was really fit i mean i'd worked really hard. I mean, last year I worked really, really hard on my running. I was very consistent with it. I didn't miss a week of training, you know, from when we started back in January all the way through until, you know, leading into Kona um, or leading into that race particularly. And um, yeah, it was just validation that we're on the right, you know, the right path. And then obviously the swim was great too, but you know, that was also in a wetsuit. And uh, you know, when you're in a wetsuit, just being fit, you're rewarded quite a lot, you know, with your swimming by by just being fit because you can 
you can just rev, you can just swing your arm over and you can maintain a high cadence and that helps you stay, you know, in the pack. Um, uh, so I, I sort of was happy about my swim, but I knew deep down that was fitness. It wasn't necessarily an indication that I was swimming any better than I had in the past, which obviously in Kona, I, I basically swam like I had the year before. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was incredible. You know, it was just a great day. You know, it was exactly as I planned the race to be, you know, we needed it to be obviously a good test. You know, the plan was to have a great swim and do a good solid bike, do a good half marathon. And then, you know, and then just sort of, make sure you don't suffer in the back half and um and that was exactly how it panned out and uh it was yeah i was as shocked as anyone else to see the uh, finish time and obviously particular time of my run because i i don't really take any notice of where i'm at during the race i'm i, I only take any notice of where my competitors are and and how i feel and what i can do to stay ahead of them or catch them or whatever's required so as a guy who's been a pro uh, pro cyclist for years and years and years, um, in triathlon, uh, pros have been sort of on their own for a long time. New organization, pro triathletes organization. How important is that for you know for guys like yourself to have uh, to to be able to work together to to grow the the support for for the pros? Yeah, I think it's crucially, I mean, crucially important. I mean, one of the one of the first things I actually did was spoke to Andrew Messick, you know, about it all. And yeah. uh, and Andrew said to me that Cameron, this is a fantastic thing because what it'll be is one one voice, you know, at the moment. Uh, and he said, you're, "You're quite new, and we we don't really know you, <laughs> but um, you know, you, you. So we haven't really had 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 a chance to even really have much to do with you." You've sort of just bombarded bombarded yourself in, um, but um, you know if you ask Daniela Reef, she's going to have completely different you know views to to perhaps even like a Holly Lawrence, who's right. who's also very good but does focuses on half Ironman, you know, or a, you know or a, or a Jan Fredino and a and a and a Tyler Butterfield. They're probably going to have completely different ideas on what they want. So Andrew said it's been very difficult, you know, when discussing things like. You know, I guess we are referring to prize money and um, and the way you know the way what races are pro races and how they how they structure the qualifying system for Kona, etc. Um, because there is such a disparate disparity between you know the levels of athletes you know in the professional field. Um, obviously, that also stems to the resources we have access to. You know, there's group of us that are very fortunate I mean, i'm obviously one of the very fortunate ones i have one of the best sporting organizations on the planet um behind me and then obviously i've got the guys at nike that'll do anything for me um you know i i actually don't want for anything there isn't a single partner that i wish i was involved with i i'm so fortunate to have been able to choose all of the best people that i always dreamed of working with um and i know that you know a few of the other guys are, are in a similar position but i realize that's not the same for everyone else so trying to bring those different opinions into something that's more of the collective good that gives everyone more of a chance to excel uh is a huge step forward for the sport and the pto doing that is uh yeah is is, is going to be you know fantastic going forward and and this little break we've had now we've missed out on the collins cup being put on which is a shame but having said that personally i think that was all we were, we were sort of maybe rushing a bit to do something like that, especially so left field. 
Um, this has given them a chance to really take a deep breath, see what else is going on, see what we can do as a unit, and actually also deal with a crisis. Um, and they've been just, I mean, obviously incredibly supportive of the pros with what they did with the year-end bonuses. You know, they basically felt, well, it doesn't look like they'll be racing this year uh, for you guys, not certainly, you know, not for the foreseeable future. And um, and we're going to do what we can to help you guys through that. And uh, and that was a huge step in the, you know, in, in the right direction that none of us saw coming. So it just gives all of us much more faith and belief in the in the movement, the idea. And um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see what we can do as a group going forward. So cycling, when I when I look at cycling, when we talk about our new world order, right? Things are obviously going to be different because of the whole virus thing. Yeah. Cycling doesn't depend on spectators, right? It's really you guys are actors for TV yeah. when, it, when it comes down to it. So how do you see this summer playing out? Are they talking about Tour de France later in the year, then the Giro, then the Vuelta? How do you see the year playing out? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan. From from the beginning of all this, the, the, as soon as it was clear that there was going to be a delay, as soon as there was going to be races cancelled, it was immediately all the teams said, we want to do everything we possibly can to have the biggest races. So that starts from the top down. So, you know, you've got Tour de France, you've got the World Championships, you've got the Giro, you've got the Vuelta, you've got those one-day monument classics, you know, you've Paris Bay, Tour of Flanders, Milan San Remo, uh, Lombardia, the Ardennes classics. And then you've also got like the Dauphiné Libre, the uh, Torino Adriatico, you know, other one-week stage races, Volta Catalunya, which is close to us here that are all, you know, big races in their own right, but obviously then slid into that next level. And so that's what they've got planned. I mean, they, they're going to do everything they can. The great thing about a three-week race, that's a hell of a lot of racing, you know, and they've got three of them that they can put on, um, which is a huge amount of racing, and that's a lot of TV. Um, and, yeah, the fans are important to the atmosphere while you're out there racing. But as far as, which is, which is beautiful, and I don't think that there'll be... I really, I, I mean, yeah, you obviously get bunches of crowds at certain parts of the course, but on, on the whole, people are generally pretty spread out when you race 100K. So I really don't see that being an issue. They'll be able to handle that, you know, however they handle that. Um, and, and the viability for the teams, if they don't race, you know, they don't get paid their money to come. You know, organisers have to pay to have the best teams there. You know, the, the organizations then don't get their TV money because they don't have the best teams there. The TV companies don't want to don't want to cover it. And if the aren't covered, then the sponsors that pay to have their name on the jersey, no one sees them. So it's, you know, it is absolutely imperative that bike racing happens to generate revenue for the teams and the sport in general, which not only that, Bob, but it then reaches to the industry, you know, selling absolutely. bike, clothing, selling you know, travel, telling all those sorts of things that are attached to that. And that all really relies on on showing off these races in these cities and towns and countries. Um, and, you know, let's face it, at the end of this, all the athletes are going to be pretty excited to race. There's going to be some incredible racing that goes on, yeah. you know, with all the build-up energy. So, um, yeah, they're very bullish about that. They've pushed everything back, you know, as late as they possibly can. I mean, internally, the teams have said they're happy to race until Christmas if they have to, uh, to get as many of the races in. You know, the latest we've heard, which is an official announcement by the UCI, is that 
You know, the tour will be basically held at the beginning of September. That'll finish a week before the World Championships start. Well, the World Championships go for a week, so it actually finishes the day that the, the first scheduled day, but that could be like the junior road race or the junior uh-huh. time trial or something. So wouldn't be athletes affected from the tour. They'd then wait, race the World Championships the following weekend. Then they'd start the Giro and in October and race that for three weeks. And then in November, the world would do their three-week race. And then in between that, they'd have the one-day races here and there. So, um, yeah, they're, they're yeah. ambitious. They're going to get a lot of racing in. And, you know, I, I believe they can make it happen. I really do. And, uh, and I think people are going <laughs> to be pretty excited to see some live sport on TV, to be honest. So, um, yeah. So is your team talking about you possibly doing the tour? Well, the tour is September. That would be tough for you with uh, with Kona coming. I mean, the, the priority is Kona, uh, yeah. for sure. The, the priority 100% is Kona. I'm pretty fortunate I've qualified already. Yeah, um, by getting that Italy out of the way. That yeah. was great. And I'm married to an American, beautiful wife, Fallon. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you're about to be a daddy. Yeah, about to be. She's about to hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes smoothly the next few weeks, and we'll meet our little boy soon. So we're really excited about that. As the travel rules are, they as they stand at the moment, you know, I can come to America, or we can spend our fourteen days in quarantine, whatever, and I can go to Kona. Um, for my peers, it's not a great situation. I mean, no one knows what's happening. I mean. You can't plan to go to a race to qualify. You can't even book a flight at the moment to go to a race to qualify, uh, let alone worry about getting to Kona. And then what happens if you book everything? You know, can you get your money back? I mean, it's a, it's it's a it's a really tricky situation. Um, the one amazing, wonderful thing about triathlon is it has a huge economic boost to a town. No and I guess if I would have a choice which is an unselfish choice and that's face it if you look at my projection my projection you know or, or progression i'm the one one of the ones that stands to lose the most by kona not happening you know i'm improving i'm getting yeah. better all the time you know i mean i guess the peak age you know as far as performance goes is there's really no one that wants this race to happen more than me but if i think about the fairness of everyone of my fellow fellow athletes of the safety of everyone Without there being a vaccine, it doesn't really seem overly, you know, <laughs> fair to be asking people to traverse around the world. And and let's face it, Kona without the best athletes having the opportunity to be at their absolute best, you know, it's not real. It's not a real Kona. So you know, I think that at the end of the year, if we could have some domestic races going on, I think that'd be a great win for Kona. You know, if, if Kona could happen, but it would be a North American race, it would give people in North America the opportunity to race Kona that may have never got to go and experience that before. And to them, it would really be no different. Um, and, you know, for, for us, I'm based in Europe. We're over here now. I live in Andorra. Someone like, you know, obviously, Jan lives in Girona. Dave McNamee's also there. I mean, for us, something like, you know, Ironman Barcelona could be our objective. I mean, we, we're all here. You know, we're under the same quarantine laws something like that going ahead could be a possibility or, or Frankfurt or Nice or, or whatever. Um, but not only that, what that would do is all the top athletes would be able to be at these regional events and help build them up and help make it a really big spectacle and show and help get those towns back on their feet. Because, you know, a lot of these towns 
I remember Ironman Wales, you know, the, the, the locals telling me how crucial that event was to their town and their economy and how much everyone looks forward to it every year. So um, it would be really great to see some racing come back on board, you know, uh, for that. And, and the more of the, the top athletes that can help to boost the profile of those local events um, would be fantastic. And, um, you know, I think Kona, uh, you know, yeah, selfishly, obviously I want it to happen. Yeah. Um, and I've got not too much to stress about regarding getting ready for it. I know I can be ready. I know I can be training. I know I can do all that and I know I can get there. But um, when I think about a lot of my friends that are not you now and, and colleagues and that are in a different position, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a tough one. So, um, yeah. Hey, so I'm digging your sweatshirt, man. That's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I got that one. Yeah, this year. That was this year's one. Last year. Yeah, after Kona. Well, we're hoping. But on that, I mean, that's the yeah. thing. If, if there is no Kona, yeah, of course, we've spoken about me racing on the bike. Um, so um, I don't know about the tour. For me, the one that probably is the most appealing would be the Giro. I'd really love to race race that. You know, I mean, that's um, I raced Ironman Italy last year. Um, and uh, this year, it'd be great to be able to race the Giro. <laughs> so, um, but, um, but we'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe I will end up doing Kona in October, and then I can come back and do the Welter in uh, in November. So, um, and in you know, between, do San Diego Triathlon Challenge on October eighteenth. Exactly, I'd have time to, to fit that one in as well. So, Bob, I'm not afraid of competing. I'm not afraid of competition. I love competing. I love racing, and uh, I'll do whatever is is safe. You know, um, I think, yeah. and whatever you know, whatever is deemed to be 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 okay. Um, I certainly, I certainly don't want to be disrespecting the situation in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, um, yeah, we're ready to support, ready to support the federations in whatever they choose. But uh, yeah, I just hope that, especially in the in the form of Kona, that it's fair for for all the best athletes, so that we get the the show that it deserves. The best people being there at their best to to put on the best uh, the best race. Love it. Cam, always such a pleasure to get to chat with you. So, how, how much how much more time before uh, you and Fallon have your little guy? Well, yeah, he's three to four weeks away. So he's um, yeah, he's getting pretty close. So um, yeah, it. really, he could come any time. So uh, yeah, it's yeah at this time, obviously, everyone you know is di different emotions. But for for me personally, I. I just have to glance over my little wife, my, my wife and beautiful wife, and look at that belly. And um, there's not much that gets me down at the moment. I'm uh, pretty excited about everything going on. So um, yeah, as far as you know, in my little household and family, and you know, it's it's a terrible time and um, yeah, for the world. But um, one thing's for sure, we've got to be we've got to be ready because when things get when that switch gets turned back on, you know, and as as things you know get rolled back out. It's going to be full gas, and you want to be able to, you want to keep up. So um, and enjoy and enjoy. You know, it's it's you don't realize how much you miss stuff until it's taken away from you. I think that's exactly. been really everyone, and uh, and I think we'll all appreciate just being fortunate enough to be on planet Earth um, more than ever. So uh, really excited about that. Love it. Cam Worf has been our guest. Again, this is Breakfast with Bob. We're brought to you by PTO, the Pro Triathletes Organization, by Amp Human, by VeloFix, by Normatech Form Goggles. You can and our Challenged Athletes Foundation 
Cam the man, thanks so much for taking time, but always great to catch up. Give our best to Fallon. Will do. Thanks, Bob. Always, anytime. All right. Thanks, everybody.